0: Well, I have a kitten in my house. This has been a real exciting experience for me because I haven't had a kitten in, I think 12 years. And so um, it's been interesting because I do have some valuable ornaments and they she has broken a few of them. Oh, um, but what yeah. I've done with the ones that are really valuable that I don't want knocked down, but I still want to have them in my tree because I like to see them as I put them deep in the tree and I don't just hang them with a hook so they're easy to fall off. I like wrap the wire around the tree oh. branch yeah and so they're more secure. Uh, and that, I, that way if she knocks, she can't knock those down.
1: Sorry for saying Sorry, Media presents the Purr Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek.
2: Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, and this is the Per Podcast. And today we have once again our very special co-host, Dr. Kelly Saint Denis. Hello, Kelly.
0: Hello, everyone. Hello, Yola. It's so nice to be back co-hosting again.
2: I know, I know, and it's uh, we are in uh, the the holiday spirits. Yes. So uh, It's it's next week is an important holiday for a lot of people, and we just went through an important holiday for other people. So I'm very, very excited, uh, and there's. Uh, uh, so this everybody is in holiday cheer wow. and the topic of uh, of the podcast the uh, podcast uh, of this week and next week will be uh the holidays and cats and i don't know where we're going but we're going yeah. somewhere because there's positive things and negative things about the holidays and cats and i'm very excited to talk to you about it uh, and and if i remember well you did something you wrote an article or something like that about this too
0: Um, Yeah, I've done a couple of things. So even just recently, I did a a presentation for for cat owners, or what I like to call caregivers now, cat caregivers, Mm -hmm. um, on on the holiday stress, and you know how it really disturbs the cat's environment, um, and and what to look for to try and avoid those kinds of things. Um, And then we also did something else with regards to veterinarians and how veterinarians can help their caregivers, you know, prepare for the holidays and not really disturb cat's environment to the max the way it sometimes seems we do because everything gets mm-hmm. changed at home right people are putting up mm-hmm. uh, their christmas trees or they're having hanukkah and having their menorah and everyone's coming over and all the cooking and all the activity it can be really stressful
2: so. yeah so that's an interesting thing because you know when i read up on on the topic a little bit uh, it was not the first thing that popped into my mind when i was thinking about because you, i always think tinsel of course because that's uh, mm-hmm. you know that's why i get in my practice the most to deal with but uh, that, that you're creating a stress environment uh, with cats uh, around holidays is, uh, is something that if you think about it yes of course because everything has changed and suddenly yeah. you have a lot of people on the floor and, and, and these cats probably are just like what the heck is happening yeah. to my house you're
0: you know? move your furniture around i know i move my uh, you know i move the front bench that the cats sit on all the time to look out the window so that i could have my yeah. christmas tree in front of the front window So it's really disturbing their normal environment. And we all know how much they're creatures of, of, you know, habits. And they really like their routines. Um, And I sort of try to talk about that around the five pillars that we look at when we're talking about cat's environment, both in the clinic and also at home. Just the things that we need to provide them with and how these holidays actually disturb those five pillars.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about those five pillars. uh,
0: Yeah, so those are the, the five pillars of a... A healthy feline environment. So the essential things that we should give them and they fall under the five classes are a safe space. Um, mm-hmm. So we often forget that cats are not just predators but they're also prey. So when they're in our home, we're taking care of them. They still are worried about being hunted. So anytime we do anything with Christmas we're disturbing that safe place. We need to provide them with all the resources they need. And again, so their food and their litter box care, all those things might get disrupted when we have people over or house guests or we're just planning for Christmas or holidays. They need to have the ability to be able to play and enact their predatory behavior because they are predators. And again, when we're disturbing our environment with everything that's going on, some of their toys get put away. They may not have as much freedom in the house if there are people over. They also need positive consistent predictable interaction with humans and we know with again the holidays different people are coming in we're stressed because we're trying to get our shopping done maybe money's tight covid thing is driving us all crazy and that Mm -hmm. potentially really impacts our relationship with the cat and then the last thing our five pillars is honoring the cat's sense of smell and then we all know that cats and dogs have really great sense of smell compared to us. Like we're just inept compared to them when it comes to smelling. So when we have all these smelly things in our house, baking and smelly candles and whatever else that goes with the holiday, uh, people coming over maybe smoking. And I know in Canada, you know, marijuana is legal. So a lot of people smoke <laughs> marijuana in their homes. All yeah. of these things disturb the cat because they interfere with their ability to smell their predators there, so that they, again, become stressed. Yeah, so, so the, a whole bunch of things to think about.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. so the anxiety levels of cats around this this period must go sky high, and mm-hmm. we probably see that as veterinarians uh, with uh, with cats coming in into the practice uh, with stress related yep. issues. So what are common? So what are some common things that uh, people will bring their cats in for then because they're stressed because of the holidays?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of things that we're seeing right now, and I'm still working some clinical practice, are things like urinary tract problems. So we know mm-hmm. that some cats have idiopathic cystitis and that can be stress related. They may not be able to handle the extra stress of the holidays. Um, even urinary tract blockages can be associated with that. And then we often see cats off their food, um, vomiting, diarrhea off their food. And I, I've been seeing a lot of those lately. And you know, we do the full workup and sometimes we find that it's something specific and unrelated, mm-hmm. but uh, it can also just be related to the stress and anxiety. Um, And of course, as you said, things like tinsel, if they've eaten something, they're going to be sick too. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, so we never should exclude uh, real physical reasons why cats are sick. But around these times, we always have to add also the stress level uh, as, as a good rule out. And you might not find anything on your radiographs and everything, but the cat is still vomiting or being depressed or, you know, having aberrant behavior
0: mm-hmm. and so
2: uh, so 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 just and we'll go to more details later but um we probably are not not going to celebrate the holidays <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so right.
2: probably that the cat is pulling on the shortest end of the stick mm-hmm. uh, so what are some things that we could do for cats to you know kind of relax them into the holidays
0: Yeah. So I mean, some of the recommendations that I've been giving for people is to kind of look around when they're planning where like I where I put my Christmas tree, you know, if I'm taking away the bench that they sit in front of the window and that's their favorite spot, then what can you do to replace that? So I moved a scratch Mm -hmm. post beside the tree for them to hang out on so they can still look out the window. So trying to accommodate them when you're interrupting something that's normal for them trying again to stick to their regular schedule. So if you're feeding them at certain times of the day, don't change it if you can avoid changing it. And if you're having a lot of people over and you're really not sure how your cats are going to interact with those people, then I just recommend maybe housing the cats somewhere else in a confined space, like the basement, like a rec room in the basement where they're comfortable and they have all the things they need, their water, food, litter box, places to lay down and toys while you have a party. I mean, obviously with the resurgence of the pandemic. A lot of us are not having parties.
2: Exactly. Like, I think
0: we're still having some family members over.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: so. Yeah. It is still. Yeah,
2: with Omicron going around right now, probably it's better not to have parties. Uh, but uh, and so the cats for we are ha- kind of happy that that's happening right now, except for us because <laughs> we're getting really tired of this whole pandemic thing. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, but that that's a good idea. So. I think of places that cats are comfortable outside of their normal living spaces and then create a little, you know, safe space for them. Mm. And it might be a good idea anyway to do that uh, for when people are coming off. So it's not only during the holidays, but I can imagine that it's nice to create a space within the house where you can put the cats yeah. just to relax a little bit if something is happening, you know someone might come by to do plumbing or something like that and the cats are freaking out because yeah. there's a strange person in the house. Or noise. Um, yeah. Or noise or whatever. So, and, and we, I think I think we talked about this safe space before. So uh, what are some things that, that people then should have in that safe space for the cats to be relaxed?
0: So if, if the, yeah, so if the cats are in a separate space away from the party, then they should have uh, nice comfortable places to lay and hopefully it's cats in the household that actually get along because if we put them yes. all together and they don't get along we might run into some issues but they'll need a litter box they're going to need water and, and they're going to need to be fed um, and if they have toys and are scratch posts that they can maybe like i'm thinking if you had them in the basement and you have windows that are higher up you could always Move their scratch post downstairs so that they could get up onto that scratch post and still look out the window and still get some sort of value out of their day while everyone is upstairs partying. Uh, And then I would certainly be making sure that guests are not going downstairs and, and bothering the cats because some people are really cat friendly and know how to interact with cats, but a lot of people don't. So that's the other issue when people come over to your house, right? Is if they have kids or they don't know how to treat the cat with respect, then you can run into some problems there too
2: yeah, so obviously kids would like to see the cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you how do you introduce cats during the holidays? or do, are you just saying, guys, today it's not a good time uh, because they need to be, be in. it's already so crazy. and if they you know um, if if there's extra stimuli, the cats will even be more stressed. So how do you deal with with kids that would like to see the cats?
0: I think it depends on how comfortable you feel with sort of interacting on with your guests in terms of saying, hey, you know, the cat is stressed and just maybe you can look at the cat and if the cat comes to see you, you can pet the cat. But otherwise, you know, don't chase the cat around. Don't grab the cat's tail. (laughs) Kids, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But one of the other things that people can do if they're not going to have that cat's house somewhere else is to provide more three-dimensional space. So places that the cats can get up high, like shelving along the wall, Mm -hmm which cats really like anyways, because they can sit up high, they can look around and they can see if anyone's going to come and bug them. And then maybe the little red rats that might be bothering them can't reach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as a cat caregiver, you really have to be comfortable saying to your guests, hey, you know, this is really stressful for the cats having everyone over. So I don't really want to add the stress of you chasing it around the living room or whatever else people do maybe when they're drinking i don't know um, mm-hmm. and, and just making sure that people are treating your cat with respect and if you don't think they're going to then i would really house them somewhere else
2: and we talked a little bit about some signs of stress in cats and urination mm-hmm. abnormal urination was one formative diarrhea mm-hmm. what other things do cats show when when they're stressed
0: well you can start to see um a lot of behavioral issues, which people, you know, want to say, oh, the cat's angry with me, but they're really distressed. So they they may be urinating outside of the box, not necessarily because they have a urinary tract issue. We start seeing things like destructive behaviors. So cats scratching at a lot of different places in the home where they don't normally. And we have to remember that cats scratch at least in part to mark their territory. So if you have all these people coming in or you've moved the furniture around and all of a sudden the cat's territory is completely thrown upside down, they have to go around and mark everything again. And sometimes they're going to choose new things that you don't want them scratching. Uh, and so we can start to see uh, increased scratching behavior because of that as well. And, and you know some cats will even spray because that's another marking. And we expect spraying from unneutered males, but it can happen in neutered males and spayed females too. Mm.
2: Yeah, so if the cat starts scratching everything and maybe it's time to uh, create that safe space then uh, for the cats and yeah
0: sorry I love that's... those pictures that you see sometimes of you know people have put all these nice Christmas decorations on a shelf or something where the cats normally sit and then the cats just mm-hmm. knock it all off and yes. their shelf back right yeah then you is...
2: can make a nice little Instagram video of the cat <laughs> doing like
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, everything goes
2: fun. off. And, <laughs> and talking about that, I think uh, ornaments, um, let's talk about that a little bit. Mm. We all know that cats like to play. And, oh, yes. and, and we also know that a lot of people like these you know, these, these glass balls or whatever they are call, called. Uh, and obviously, when they start playing with that, the glass is very dangerous. Uh, they will break. So I know that one of the advices is not to use anything that is breakable. Yeah, um, when our cats. But how do you? Because a lot of people have these, um, you know, ornaments that are very, um, that are very special to them.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: how do you protect them from the cat?
0: Well, I have a kitten in my house. This has been a real exciting experience for me because I haven't had a kitten in, I think, twelve years, and so yeah. um, it's been interesting because I do have some valuable ornaments, and they she has broken a few of them Um, but what I've done with the ones that are really valuable that I don't want knocked down but I still want to have them in my tree because I like to see them as I put them deep in the tree and I don't just hang them with a hook so they're easy to fall off I like wrap the wire around the tree branch
2: yeah,
0: so they're more secure Um, and that that way if she knocks she can't knock those down
2: yeah because it's not like hang them higher because cats love to climb so they will go up the tree if they want to you see those great videos of the cat that's climbing up and you see the old tree fall mm. down <laughs> um, but yes if you have those those breakable ornaments uh, i like the idea to put them in the deep uh, yeah. and to extra wrap them that's a good idea don't put them on the shelf that the cat wants to be on because once again uh, it might them n- knock them off uh, and, and then uh, then you have uh, then you have some disappointments uh, with those ornaments uh, um, and any any good tips on cats that? Uh, so obviously, how often do you see a cat that gets hurt by these things, because of course they hurt the ornaments, but they can also hurt themselves.
0: Yeah, I, well, I haven't really seen a lot of that over the years, and maybe other veterinarians uh, could say they have. I, I guess some of the things we see are, are things where cats have ingested stuff off the tree. So I uh, had one cat uh, last week that was vomiting and had been eating the pine needles or drinking the mm. water from the pine tree couldn't mm. figure out which. So those kinds of things, you may not want to have a real tree. And also sometimes those real trees are actually sprayed with different things that can be toxic mm-hmm. to the cat um but generally speaking yeah the wrists are there that i know i've come up in the morning and the cats knocked one of those ornaments off and there's all this fine glass all over the floor so yeah they can get that in their feet um but i haven't i haven't personally actually seen any cases of that at this point
2: it's good that they're finicky eaters, so they probably won't eat it It, (laughs) I, i think with with the d words they play with them and they bite on them and they might swallow them more readily than than cats will do. Um, but I, I do. I think that other point that you bring up is a very good point is that there is around the holidays, quite a lot of interesting new plants that might be dangerous, uh, you you mentioned the tree and the tree sap and the tree water, because it's interesting when we talked about the lilies, so we, we had a whole episode of lilies, yeah. one of the most dangerous part is the water of the lilies, yeah. and next to all the other parts of the lilies, so lilies are very dangerous for cats, but um, with, with those fir trees, the water can be abnormal too and they can start vomiting. It's most of them not that serious, but at least they they can show some signs of vomiting and diarrhea because of it. Yeah, um, there's really, and, a lot of plants and I, that I read they're... that amaryllis is really toxic for cats too. And I didn't realize that.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, off the top of my head, I'm not sure what that particular plant does. I yeah, don't think we should... plants in my house at all because the cats are just into them, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what that one does. Did you look that one up,
2: Yola? Um, as as a matter of fact, uh, yes, I did, and I need to find it right now. What <laughs> it was exactly? Because I was I was really surprised that that you know cats were um, so sensitive uh, to to uh, to emeritus. I, Oh yeah, you I
0: know, know.
2: It, I, I I did you know the 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 things that they mention is that. You know, we know points at that us. they're not that sensitive to it, but I mean, they, they can cause some vomiting and diarrhea yeah. for it. But yeah. then holly and mistletoe are quite yeah. dangerous.
0: Yeah, they're and, similar and they, they cause so- gastrointestinal upset, depression, yeah. And then Sam, really, I'm looking at um, at oh. the, this depression, diarrhea, abdominal pain, vomiting, hypersalivation, anorexia, tremors. So yeah, not a great yes. thing to have in your house either. And you know, if anybody's looking for this information, the ASPCA has mm-hmm. a poison and non toxic and non-toxic plants website that is just fantastic.
2: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. There's so there's a, of uh, toys of uh, poison helplines that can help you with that. Yeah. But you know, these plants, you know, amaryllis we only have around this time normally. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. Uh, and, and you get those those plants very often from people that don't realize that they're bad for your cats.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: you either put them in rooms that the cats can get to or you give them away again to someone else because it is quite a risk.
0: Yeah. And it's the same with those lilies, right? And sometimes people have those at Christmas too, or someone brings you a bouquet. I had one Mm -hmm. a few months ago and I just, I picked all the lilies out and it was the summer. So I put them on my back patio in a vase away from the cats. And we were able to enjoy them that way. Because What about
2: outside cats?
0: Yeah, well, if you have outside cats, I wouldn't want to have any anything like that. And even uh, people in the summertime who whose cats roam around their garden with them, if they're really into gardening, I always sort of advise them not to have things like tiger lilies and Asiatic lilies in their garden, just in case,
1: because we know like
0: the water they're in, but not even that, just the pollen. Um, If the pollen falls down on the ground and they lick it, that can be enough to make their kidneys very ill. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's that's those are all good points. So as a vet, when when a person tells you that the cat has eaten something abnormal, like uh, so it, it ate some mistletoe, and you saw the cat do that, uh, what do you do?
0: Well, um, I mean, I suppose if the cat was within uh, care, easy care, you could induce vomiting to get them to vomit most of it up. If it was a small amount, a lot of those things are only going to cause gastrointestinal upset and they might not. So, you know, poinsettias have a bad rap and I still wouldn't have them in my home, but they just cause upset gastrointestinal signs, right? So... I guess you could do one of two things. If you can make the cat vomit and you just saw the cat eat it, then that's great. But otherwise, you're going to be monitoring them for those and potentially providing them with supportive care if they're developing that type of sign.
2: And what is your favorite uh, emetic? Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, apomorphine in the, uh, in the conjunctival sac is, is the astounding one, which we can't always get, but we're supposed to have access to it in our clinic mm-hmm. based on our regulatory body. Um, yeah I remember as a new grad the first time I had to use that because I used to do emergency service and boy that works well but if you don't have it dextomator is pretty good <laughs> mm-hmm. first for cats to make them vomit so uh, yeah it'll work too but April mm-hmm. marflin is pretty good
2: yeah 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 and 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 don't forget those those pet poison helplines they can be mm-hmm. very helpful in yep. giving you advice on whatever plant you have eaten and then uh, you know what what you need to do uh, there's also a plant app that and I can't remember what the name is I need to put it in the show notes but there's a plant app oh. um, that has all the plants uh, and, and what they do so uh,
0: that's good um, too. yeah it's good to have yeah so things.
2: yeah it's interesting it's called about herbs so about h-e-r-b-s and uh yeah, so, and it has, it, 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 I like it because I use it for cancer, my cancer, um, advice because a lot of botanicals are used as anti-cancer and, and right. about herbs really gives the background why you should and should not use it. And it's, it's an app. It's fantastic. Uh, and you can browse any plants. So maybe I should put amaryllis in here and see what it says.
0: What it says.
2: So now we're live searching for, uh, oh. That didn't bring anything up. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I misspelled it. No, it's not in there, but uh, there is an American pawpaw, whatever that is. American pawpaw, false banana. False
0: oh, banana.
2: Oh. Yeah, so that's a uh, North American edible beans. Interesting, interesting. So well, before we go any uh, further, uh, I just wanted to have our audience know that uh, we started uh, we promised this before but we started the patreon account uh, and the patreon account is really for people that want to support the show and you can become a member of your patreon and then uh, one of the things that we do depending on the membership is uh, get your information send you some stuff but also we have the videos of these talks now on uh, that account so if you want to become a member uh, then you can see this talk instead of only listening to us some people like to see people so that's an option there uh, and uh, we'll have some new cap news in there uh, i'm just starting it up so it's still uh, still a little bit in infancy but uh, if you want to support the show you can do it tool patreon it's patreon and p-a-t-r-e-o-n and then you have to look for the per podcast. Uh, so if you're interested uh, to help us out uh and we also have to say that dr susan is not here obviously um <laughs> because we have dr kelly here uh, and dr susan is really busy be- with her clinics right now with the pandemic and uh, so we wish her all the best yes uh, and she wishes everybody very very happy holidays so uh, and and of course that's, that's the the title of the show right now and so let me see at what time we are right now uh we have about uh, yeah we have, we can do one more one more issue with cats uh, and uh, the holidays. So we talked about stress, we talked about plants that you have. uh, What is another issue that cats can have? I think
0: food's another issue. So you know, in the kitchen, right? And the garbage Mm. and the chicken bones or the turkey bones, the gravies. So if you're if you're not careful and your cats are on the counter or get into the counter, onto the counter when you're not looking, um or get into the garbage can then we have a potential problem and i i we had a cat here a feral uh, a cat that we were fostering she had kittens uh and she was just into everything because she'd been living on the street and uh i couldn't believe how quickly she figured out how to open our our cupboards to get to the food and how quickly she could eat a bunch of chicken wing bones like the whole you know 10 chicken wing bones are gone
2: and they're all gone yes how fast that goes (laughs)
0: So it can really become an issue. So letting our, our clients know that those are things they want to be extra careful with around this holiday time, is probably really important. And people are also tempted to give their cats things, right? And then that throws off their not, their normal diet and it potentially upsets their stomach. And then again, they're going to be potentially at an emergency clinic over the holidays getting veterinary care when they really weren't planning on doing that
2: yeah so when you're a veterinarian so from their side always ask the owner what the cat has eaten or if they've given it something extra to the cat mm. uh, i'm always surprised by people around this time want to give the cat some extra milk or something like that and then mm. the cat gets diarrhea uh, because they're quite lactose intolerant uh, and so when you when you do a good history uh, you often can find out that the cat had something that probably was not completely appropriate for the cat and and adding to the stress now you add another factor why they can get gastrointestinal upsets
0: Mm -hmm. exactly
2: so cats are finicky eaters so they don't eat everything um with the the d word one one more you have to be very careful with (laughs) chocolate and (laughs) anything else that you have uh, around the house during these these holidays with cats and they don't tend to eat chocolate as much uh i think you know the, the, the chicken bones is a, is a good example, of course, they do like meat and meat products, mm-hmm. they, they like fat, and, and then you can really disrupt their, their normal GI um, you know, microflora.
0: Yeah, and I've had uh, patients who were severely food allergic, which is not that common in cats, but patients who were severely food allergic, you know, the, the caregiver, they had a ham dinner or whatever, and they didn't totally clean up the kitchen and the cat got licked the pan overnight. And when they woke up in the morning, the cat had scratched its face because of the allergic reaction. Uh, So, you know, if your cat's on a special diet, then getting into those types of food can also be a real hazard, just even if the food wouldn't have originally made them sick. But because of their special diet, it's upsetting their system.
2: And so we're in the holidays, um, you know, and and everybody's happy and we want to do something extra for the cat. What are some good things that we could do? not to spoil the mood completely and you know we're all having fun and the cats in the corner looking at us like you know i'm i'm being left out here
0: yeah i think honestly if we're at home and we have the time the thing we should do with our cats is give them extra attention and play with them um you know if they're not already into feeding puzzles or other types of thinking toys that you can get on the market now then that may be something we want to buy for them and get them involved in that kind of thing where they're actually not just eating their food out of a bowl, but they're actually managing to have to think for, for their food. But really when we're at home, we have time. And I would say the best gift we can give them are, is our time to play with them and hang out with them.
2: And that sounds really good, but you are all are eating and I'm not getting anything. So if you want to give them some food that is a little extra, what would you give?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I really, I think if they have treats and you want to give them some treats, you could give them treats. I don't think I would give recommend giving them any human food. Although we have a lot of caregivers who will give like a piece of chicken breast or something like that because mm. it makes the caregiver feel better. I think than the I cat, know, right? I know, but you know, I I get <laughs> more I, out of it than the cat does.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm a, I'm a young D owner right now, yes. <laughs> and I feel really bad when we are having fun and then I see my little
0: or Chippy puppy looking
2: at me, and and Chippy is like, you know, I am so left out. So probably some lean meat will be okay, maybe a little bit of tuna, you know, just to uh, don't do something crazy or you can buy some, you know, special foods that they don't have so some wet foods uh, that they normally eat if they dry if they want it. So you can try it out a little bit if you want to give a little bit of extra love that way, but, you know pet obesity is still a big problem in, in, in these yeah. countries so if your cat is overweight then definitely not do that so this has been great so we'll be back yeah. next week with our next episode and we will talk about some other dangers around the holiday season so thank you very much uh, dr kelly for being here
0: yeah it's been great
2: and and this was the the Per Podcast. Um, I can't even remember what episode we're on. But uh, yeah. uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I wish everybody very, very happy holidays uh, from all of us at the Per Podcast, and uh, right. I hope you have a wonderful festive season or had a wonderful festive season. Uh, and uh, we wish you all the best uh, for the new year. So, thank you.
0: Take care, everyone.
2: Oh, I forgot to list our handle at per podcast, obviously, uh, <laughs> on social media. And if you want more information, we are per uh, org, So, um, or sp- per podcast.com. I'm saying, see, I'm totally off today. It, this is, uh, uh, this is going good. And I, I know that Dr. Susan is laughing at me right now. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Oh, perpodcast.net. How could I have said that wrong? Sorry, sorry, people. It's perpodcast.net, not org or com. Uh, and uh, once again, thank you, Dr. Kelly. Thank you.
0: Take care.
1: diplomated the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons, and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVETSX. with an appropriate diet and see if the stone gets smaller. If so, keep feeding that diet until the stone is completely gone on follow up radiographs. If not, check compliance with the owner and look for alternative treatment options. Join veterinarians worldwide to take the pledge not to remove spruvite stones by surgery anymore. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kerpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page at per podcast.